Hi, and welcome back to On Guard Cigar Salon. This episode, we're gonna tackle a little bit of a topic that some people may find controversial, others may not. But first of all, I am joined with our guest, Tib. We have Graylin Thornton, Grace Bannon, and the Scar Pig. I'm Christopher Weston. And this is a show where we are a bunch of kinky leather guys and we talk about topics that affect us in our world today. So first off, Tib, welcome. Thank you, thanks for having me. So you have hosted many contests. You moved here from France. Mm -hmm. You were also Hunky Jesus, I believe. It's true, yeah. Everything that's happened to me in this community has been one sitcom-worthy accident after the next. <laughs> and that's great. I think it speaks volumes to the serendipitous nature of how we meet in this community and how we socialize. And I think that that's just great. But all of these things happen completely by chance. Yeah, I think the Hunky Jesus thing is the one that gives you the most street cred. How'd that happen? Um, I was at a party. I used to attend the contest, obviously. It's fun every year at Easter. The Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence here in San Francisco have the Hunky Jesus contest. Now joined with the Foxy Mary contest. And, uh, but I was at a, a completely unrelated party and someone joked that Jesus fucking Christ could be interpreted to mean that Jesus is fucking himself. And the contest was coming up and I'm like, that's a great idea. So I dressed up an inflatable doll in a Jesus costume and I dressed up in a Jesus costume and I was Jesus fucking Christ. I was, you know, <laughs> that's so, perfect. You know, yes. The crowd is drunk and stoned and so it's exactly what they wanted at three o'clock in the afternoon at Dolores Park. And, <laughs> exactly. Yep. Was that your first moment. foray, your big event in San Francisco? I think so. I mean, I think certainly that's the first time that I sort of was known to uh, audiences outside the area. Um, Twenty, This was 2011, I think. So the, this was you know, the beginning of YouTube, the beginning of people having video cameras in their pockets, right? It, and, and so that, that went viral. Yeah, the iPhone, exactly. So that went viral. I was, uh, I, I hear reports from all over the country. Oh yeah, I know that video, it was you. I, you know, I show this to my coworkers every year, you know, for the Hunky Jesus contest. So anyway, yeah. yeah. So, and we're all kind of wearing uniforms this week because we want to discuss uniforms. And you are kind of known as being a uniform fetishist. Correct. It's true. I think I think that's yeah. is that fair to say. <laughs> uh, so, tell us a little bit what what makes a good uniform fetishist and um, what draws you to it. Yeah, that's that's an interesting question because my my own approach to uniforms has changed over time too. Right. I I think many people would say my first draw to the world of kink and fetish was you know, Tom of Finland and. Mm -hmm. And Etienne, and you know, and and that that era was very much with the law enforcement uniform was a primary vehicle for uh, for conveying fetish desire and fantasy, and that certainly drew me in as well. Right? No doubt about that. Hot cop, maybe firefighter, uh, biker, right? Sort of the, the uniforms of the stern leatherman. What about construction worker? Construct. I mean, we I hear that going on all yeah. around us right now because we're outside. <laughs> Maybe we should bring them over and put them on the show. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I think that with time, I started to realize, well, why are uniforms hot, right? I mean, my first reaction was it makes my dick hard. So that's great. That's a good motivator for anyone. But, but over time, I realized, well, you know, where, where does that fantasy come from? Where does that hotness come from? Well, you know, 
the cup might arrest me, or you know, or if I am the cup, I might sort of have control over someone. I might be able to arrest them, uh, put them in handcuffs, right, and they they are at my mercy under my boot, or vice versa if I'm on the receiving end. I and, think that's that's kind of common, especially in BDSM dynamics, mm -hmm. where you have a power uh, dynamic. That's right. right. A power imbalance. Imbalance is, exactly. is where the the sexiness comes from. And living in the United States now for 21 years, I guess my my Ameriversary can drink now, and it really needs it. Uh, it it's it's be, you know it's become different because policing in the U.S. Uh, has some non-consensual, uh, outrageous aspects, and it's it's not as sexy as it used to be to me to think that that's the message that I might be displaying. Um, I think that. Power imbalance is an important ingredient in BDSM, sure. but consent is also an important ingredient in BDSM power imbalances. And um, with what's happened in recent years, actually with what's happened all through the decades in American history, but perhaps a, a greater, uh, greater awareness in recent times, I think that I've just come to an awareness that, well, there are other things about uniforms than the police uniform and the law enforcement uniform, the corrections officer. Mm -hmm. There are blue-collar uniforms, yeah. there are different professions, right? There are, the police and military are often held as heroes. Well, what, what does that mean exactly? Who is that hot for? Is that hot for people for whom um, uh, that power imbalance bears no great risk versus for people for whom that power imbalance carries great uh, risk to life and limb? And so over time, I've, I've become more, uh, more diverse in my approaches to uniforms, right, Ben? And that's great. And we're going to do a deep dive on that. But everyone here is wearing uniforms. Tell us a little bit why you're wearing it and if it's something that appeals to you. I'm wearing something that is absolutely military police inspired. Mm -hmm. It is an interpretation of it. I think it's sort of the, one of the iconic leather looks that's been interpreted from those uniforms, and um, I wear it because I do feel powerful in it, mm -hmm. and that's why I wear it. Do you, because you're a switch, do you wear this when you're dom or when you sub or both? Both, although I tend to wear more leather when I'm dom, now that you say that, <laughs> you're right, I do. <laughs> I do. Is that because there's a power that the uniform makes you like more like the aggressor? More the aggressor, and I also have this contention that the more clothes the dom has on and the less the sub has on, there's a power dynamic to that as well. Right. So regardless of what I'm wearing, I tend to feel that. What about you, Grant? Well, I'm wearing an EMT jumpsuit today, and I always wear this, and I love wearing jumpsuits because they come off really easily. <laughs> so my whole thing about uniforms is like, you know, just looking at Tib, it's like, you look great, now, how do I get that off of you so that we can <laughs> And that's where I want to go with the uniform, you know? I don't really think of it as part of the fetish um, unless it's part of the scene. So if we're doing a military scene or a cop scene or something like that, great. But I just want that you to come out of that so we could get down to business. I'm kind of the same way. I, I wear this. This is kind of my leather look. Uh, I usually wear it more when I dom because... Like Ray said, it makes me feel like I'm in control. When I sub, I like to be more naked. Um, and it's because I grew up jacking off to Tom Finland images, and like you said, ATN. Um, and it was just a hot look, that motorcycle leather look. 
I also was very into cops. Uh, like, I used to jack off all the time to Chips. Do you remember that show, Chips? Oh, yeah. With Punch and John. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. They were so hot. And the, the motorcycle boots and, you know, the motorcycle leathers, that's what really got me going. So joining the leather tribe, it was really anyone who was wearing leather automatically made my dick hard. And a full uniform will do it every time. That being said, Graylin is correct. Really hard to fucking. <laughs> really hard. <laughs> well, for me, similar, this is representative of many uniforms, and you see it a lot in the leather community, but for me personally, I respond more to uniforms versus wearing them. It, it's just not my kink. I don't mind it. I mean, however, I like... I would want to be the jockstrap boots and somebody in a full uniform, so that's always been... My side of the uniform cake. So you're just dressing up because I made you. Exactly. <laughs> However, I do have similar that I could not fit into if I tried. Yeah. <laughs> Same. That's the other problem with leather uniforms. Do you find this, too? As you age, uh, you spend all this money on leather and something that fits you custom, <laughs> and six months later, you don't fit in it anymore. It's a great motivator to keep your waistline It kind of is. I know, right? <laughs> This is the winter uniform of the California BNB. So this is the Boots and Breeches Corps, mm -hmm. uh, the oldest running uniform lovers uh, group in the US. Uh, celebrated their 50th anniversary uh, just before the COVID pandemic. Uh, and uh, so it's one of those clubs that has been around a long time, whose name betrays a different time in the community when it was more underground, more, uh, you know, c covered. Uh, so the, the constitution of the BNB says that the club is called the California BNB. It doesn't say boots and breeches. It doesn't allude oh. to the police. It doesn't allude to what it is about. I, at one point in time, I was the president of Saga North, the LGBT uh, ski and snowboard club of, of Northern California. Saga, S-A-G-A, stood for skiers and gay athletes. And yeah. it was... It was a way for people to be in a gay club and yet have plausible deniability that they were not. Well, I mean the skiers portion, I'm not in the gay athletes portion, right? So there's a lot of clubs in our, in our history that have ambivalent names so that there's some plausible deniability. Do you get confused that you're wearing a police uniform when you wear that? Um, sometimes. I think the, the, uh, the beard and long hair and, and crazy facial hair Help helps to dispel, it. yeah, <laughs> help to offset that because you wouldn't see that in a, in a, in a police dress code. Um, but uh, one of the reasons I am wearing a whistle chain but no whistle is because, as I understand it, deep in the uh, law books of California, it's not legal for you to basically be plausibly dressed like law enforcement and have a whistle, because if you were to blow your whistle, oh, the yeah. public might be expected to <clears throat> obey you, or, right, and then you are in impersonating territory. So no whistle gotcha. attached to this one. Also, my bad, and I probably will pay for this later, I forgot to introduce our producer no, no. behind the no, camera, no. Pup Amp, who's probably in the most That's adorable fine. uniform. Mm, you yeah. want to explain that? Yeah, yes. come on, Amp. That ship has sailed. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes uniforms can be fun dress up too. Yeah. Get, get some role play in. Maybe maybe you need a few scoops, two scoops. Oh God! Have you seen, you've seen Stranger Things, anybody? Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm am giving you some some screaming, ice creaming. 
Um, I personally, I used to be on all sorts of sports teams, so like sports uniforms, all that kind of shit. I, I totally get. Like that was probably my my spider bite, my gateway. You, you, you turn you turn into kind of a speedo lover when you're forced to swim behind a bunch of jocks growing up, you know. Mm-hmm. So, Tib, what was your spider bite moment? When did you know you were into uniforms? What did it for you? I think I think sort of the Tom of Finland imagery and related photography, right? Sort of like real How life old photography. Are you? Oh, I I'm sure I will get in trouble for this, but I was 14, I think. This was in the early 90s when uh, the internet started to make its way into people's homes. It wasn't just a thing you might have at a university or at a workplace. Now there was dial-up, and so I uh, was on <laughs> CompuServe at the time. <clears throat> we had to not talk about that. We all <laughs> remember it. Oh, oh yeah. And, you know, I would download these pictures, and they would appear row by row of pixels, and you would be just yeah, transfixed up the screen, just waiting for it to happen. <laughs> and I was like, oh, he's not naked. Okay, next one. <laughs> So I think that that was that was the that was the moment, uh, but also coming from sort of having been raised, I was growing up in France at the time, where uh, police brutality is definitely present, but certainly not as outrageous as it has been here in the U.S. Um, it was easier for me to think like, yeah, the power imbalance of the police is totally fun. This is sexy. This is fun. And you know, nowadays, perhaps and now not we've so much. changed our mm-hmm. views on that. But being from France, you've traveled the world a lot. What, um, how's it viewed in Europe as opposed to here? So that's a good question because the, the leather community and the king community in Europe is, is a little different in its approach, right? So uh, uh, people are the way that they are, especially men, gay men, and they're very proud of it and they don't want to hear any feedback about it or, or, or criticism, right? So they will say, now, of course, my bar is for, is for men only, no, no women allowed, and only cis men at that. What are you going to do about that? And I, I can see the appeal of uh, exclusive spaces. I think that, that that can appeal to an aesthetic, but also you know, there's other things to be had in the community that I enjoy here in the U.S. where, uh, where bars are more open and the community is, is, has a more lively debate in it. Yeah, I, we just came from Darklands a few mm-hmm. months ago, and I, I, I definitely got that vibe a lot from the leather uniform community. Um, uh, talking to Nigel from Bluff, though, mm-hmm. um, it seems to be changing a little bit. Uh, are you a member of Bluff? I am a member of Bluff. Anyone else Bluff members here? Um, I am not a Bluff member officially. I am a Bluff member. Uh, so Bluff is a Breacher's Leather Uniform Formals? Fetishes. Fetishes. Fetish. Is it fetishes? I believe it's fans or something like that. I don't think it's Welcome the, to the uniform episode. If only we had <laughs> Google. So, Bluff stands for the Breeches and Leather Uniform Fan Club. With fan, the word fan, fan club. Fan club. Yeah. Fan club. Hey, thank you. We have an expert here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, how, do, how do you find, do you uh, connect a lot with people on that site? And, I, I think so, especially from Europe. I, I love the bluff look, and you know the, the bluff look is 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 simply you know sort of the full leather uniform as race is demonstrating here, including gloves and cap and and tie. So okay, you're not wearing a tie, but but right, the bluff dress code is very strict. It's it's as much leather as can possibly be had. I think that that's sexy, 
the European community definitely is much more dressy than the North American community. I like that. I think this is fun, but also it can be burdensome for people to like, okay, I have to wear all this stuff. Now I got to take it all off to fuck. Right? Like it's not necessary, but I, I like that look. I think it's a good look. Oh, yeah. Actually, my big problem is I got a lang langless jacket. Mm -hmm. I kid you not, it weighs 50 pounds. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so every time I wear it, I'm just like walking around like a robot. I'm like, is this sexy? <laughs> I look great. I, look great. <laughs> I can't smoke my cigar. <laughs> Boy, pour my drink in my mouth. <laughs> like, literally, I'll put the coat down. It stands up on its own. <laughs> what, why is it so strict? Why is what so strict? Why is, why is bluff and leather so strict? To what purposes? Why do they make it so complicated? You know, I'm, I'm speaking from a, a general like. Yeah. I why? I, I think it's the fabric itself. I mean, you're talking about cowhide, and you're going from head to toe cowhide. It's not a great breathable fabric. It looks good when it fits you like a glove, like a leather glove, uh, but it is not the most comfortable fabric no. to wear. I think you were talking about the rigidity of you must wear it all. Right? No, uh, yeah, yeah, no, I'm talking about the, not the fabrication, right. but I'm talking right. about why right. is it so strict when it comes to the, the dress code. Well, any kind of affinity group really That's likes it. to go to that point of, if you're going to be a part of this group, here's the basic. Mm -hmm. Whether you're in, I don't know, the what are those kingdom halls or the one, the, um, right. The, you know, like the could, Moose Club? Yeah, or? any booster yeah. club. The Lions Club or, you know, the Moose. Yeah, and yeah those then, didn't they have things. fezzes? Daughters they of the American fez. Revolution. Yeah. Right. Uh, but <laughs> every one of those, you're very right. They have this thing of, here's our basic. And if you're going to be a part of us, you must do this. And I think that I was going to use the word affinity group as well. <laughs> but bluff originates from a time when we needed to physically see that the other person was into what we were into. And there were only a handful of ways to demonstrate that, of which the bluff look was one, and the, one of the primary ones. So it was the whole thing about if you wanna you know, find a duck, you walk and talk and dress like a duck. And so that was a way for us to sort of identify ourselves and immediately see others that, oh, you're, you're one of us. Yeah. Do but you I think, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Well, I, I was going to say, but I think that most clubs have their uniform or their look. I mean, even in San Francisco, there's the Phoenix Uniform Club. Yeah. And when they're out and together, they have their look. Right. So I think that, you know, Bluff having its look is yeah. part of it. Yeah, you're sure. going to be a member, this is it. Yeah, you, this is you, how we look. Do you think it kind of originated, too, in a degree, because it was a hyper-masculine mm -hmm. look that when gays were being called fags and fairies and stuff, that we kind of gravitated to this, either you went full fay, friend of Dorothy, or you went leather, yeah, I'm not that. Um, do you think <laughs> that occurred? <laughs> well, can I just take one minute, because I have this weird, because of my profession, everybody knows I've said it on here, I'm a nurse, that a lot of research was done in general about uniforms. If one minute, can I explain what that was? Yeah. Was I, when I first became a nurse, the women had to wear the hats from what school they were from, and we had to be in white head to toe. And a huge research study was done in home care, where in home care you wore blue and white. So they sent nurses in and told them not to speak personally, to be nice, but ultra-professional. They sent nurses in in street clothes who did technical IV, very high-tech nursing procedures. And the ones in uniforms just went in and did pulse, um, blood pressure, and just a basic assessment. 
and to a person, and they never understood why, they perceived the uniformed nurse as more professional than the nurse doing the high tech. And they researched it for years, and it's when they stopped wearing uniforms. And the research did not conclude. They just said some people, like me, respond to uniforms differently. Other people, you know, it's they like to wear them, but nobody knows why the general public, they just, for whatever reason, respond to uniforms on a very visceral level. Mm -hmm. So it's the reason I said that is I do think it has to go with masculinity, the way we've been treated as queers, and it's just how we externalize whatever our experience is with authority. And Well, I mean, a uniform it traditionally tells you who to ask the question, so you're like a yeah. flight attendant, and, yeah. and, you know, the doctor. Much of the, uh, when people sort of dissect the history of the leather community, many believe that it the gay men's leather look origin does go back to that time yeah. when we wanted to project hypermasculinity because we were constantly being pummeled with you know and everything else that we, that we were being called and effeminate and all these things and it was a way to counter that and say right. no we're 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 just like everyone else it was our version of it yeah and um, I think we're in a different era now but back then it was important to say no. You know, we are not all like that. See, and I still carry a little of that from the 70s when people say they have issues with uniforms. Personally, I understand it, and I wouldn't, mm -hmm. but I don't get it. Mm -hmm. Personally, I think it's kind of co-opting that power. It's like what the sisters did with the nuns' habit by putting the bras on and really saying, you know what, we're not going to go by these rigid rules, and we're going to co-opt this, and it's going to, and I see the same thing with queers and uniforms. But there's also some professionalism, like you said. I mean, if I walk, if I see a nurse walk in, and he's in, you know, some great scrubs exactly. that are very, very sexy themselves, and, and kind of authoritarian. Yeah. Oh yeah, then yeah. I trust him immediately. Right. But if it, he could be the same nurse walking in in street clothes, I'm gonna say you're not sticking me with that needle. And that's exactly what happened in, I mean, so tens of thousands, and it happened over and over, just what you said. And you know, I would venture to say that if you did an experiment with kinksters and somebody was in full garb and knew squat about BDSM, mm -hmm. kink, fetish, etc., and somebody over here was in street clothes and somebody from off the street new to kink was to say, well, who do you think knows what they're doing? They would pick the leather guy. It's mm -hmm. like what was set up at um, Gear Up. Mm -hmm. When we were talking about it, how make sure, how do you know somebody has... Walk the talk. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So let's get into the heart of this now, too. Because for some, uniforms represent oppression. And especially now in this day and age and the next generation coming up, they, what a lot of us are thinking as commonplace in the leather community, they're having issues with. How do we be respectful of that, and what do you think these issues are? I, I mean, we were talking off camera just a second ago, which is why we're going to get slapped by puppy here. <laughs> but, uh, you know, you were saying, like, if you don't like my party, well, then make your own party. I won't go to your party. You won't come to my party. It'll be just fine. And I think that for any serious uniform fetishist, especially someone who might have a party where... Uh, uniforms that are considered unsavory or distasteful are worn, well, then that can be a private event. But a, a, a bar, a, a big contest, a street fair like Folsom or Dory, you know, that might be more difficult because you're going to encounter a great variety of people and you want to be respectful of their, their everyday life. And for them, seeing perhaps a law enforcement or military uniform might, might be 
reminding them that they live in an oppressive world where they are in danger all the time. And so I think that, that there's a lot of sense to sort of tailor your uniform to the audience, essentially. What, what do you hmm. think? I think? I think that's good. However, I often wonder hmm. if everyone at a public event is actually triggered or are they jumping on the bandwagon of people, marginalized people, who have been triggered or right. may be triggered. Mm -hmm. So it becomes a thing, like he has on police uniform, we're triggered, but are we all triggered? Mm -hmm. And that's always my question at these things. Who exactly is being triggered by this? Question, you just use, use, use the word trigger like 20 times. How would you define being triggered? Wow. <laughs> are you really triggered by triggers? Are triggers I, a wonderful thing? <laughs> when I when I think of being triggered, I think of being traumatized. Yeah. Right. Like something has happened to you in your past. It's it's coming up now, and and you're reliving that trauma. That's, well, yeah, that's how I think, I think we're it we're is. seeing more and more police brutality in the news and in our world. I do think some people are legitimately triggered. Um, and when you fetishize it, um, it, it, I mean, is that fair to do to them? Well, you know, I, I have a different opinion on that and I kind of agree with what you're saying. You know, a trigger is a clinical thing. It's PTSD or somebody who has a drug habit. They hear a song and it's when they used to shoot heroin and they're like, oh my God, I really jones in this to shoot. So the trigger is real, <laughs> however, when uniforms first started coming on the scene in the queer community, the late 70s, really, it was, it was the late 70s. Let's face it, beat the shit out of us on the street without thinking twice and there was no retribution. The National Guard shot four students dead at Ohio State, Ball State University, for protesting. I don't, my personal opinion about these triggers is I think it was far worse then far worse and people kind of co-opted these you know uniforms to say we're all citizens here and you know what bullshit you know i'm a queer and i'm gonna wear your uniform or something you know legally not without the whistle and everything mm -hmm. and i don't know i just think it's more a change that we're responding to society because we're becoming more heterogeneous. You know, there's so many people in the queer community who come from all different walks of life. We do have to respect that, I agree. I think it's, I, I think there's a detriment to being so self-censoring, I do. I, I do think there is. I do think that we are at a slice in time mm -hmm. of awareness around police brutality that we've never had before in this country. Right. And I think that that does Maybe it's not a collective trauma. I think trauma might be too strong of a word, but I do think that it fosters a sense of compassion for those that are dealing right. with that police brutality in a way that we maybe never experienced before as, you know, right. in my case, a, a white guy who's only been beaten, I've been beaten up because of, I'm gay, but not because of those right. reasons. And I think that therefore someone who I'm going to use the word trigger, even though it's probably inappropriate, might be triggered by a uniform, even though they didn't directly experience that, because it's on the news constantly. It's on social media constantly. They may have 12 black friends that have all been beaten up, arrested, and whatever. 
so I think there is something maybe to be said for a collective trauma. I agree. For a space and time now, I hope it doesn't go on because you're from Europe and my husband went to college in Germany, so we've gone a number of times. Mm. And they are very rigid there, but it's because in their country, they lived through an authoritarian time and their view of it is, fuck them. I'll dress up like it and show that it has no power over me. Mm-hmm. We're not there yet. We're not there. We're, yeah, not, we're there. not there yet. And are we? Are there uniforms? I, I'm assuming we're talking mainly about police uniforms. Mm-hmm. Are there uniforms that cross the line as to too much? I, I'll tell a story of, of something that occurred to me at, at uh, the Bolt, the uh, oh. Great Leather Bar in Sacramento. Yeah. It was in the mid-2010s, so some, some years ago. And that was my first realization that I may not even be comfortable with what I'm doing what I'm wearing. Uh, I showed up in a generic, uh, I think CHP or some some kind of leather uniform that that was clearly law enforcement. And all the time at gay bars and leather bars, you run into people who think just seeing the cop or cop figure is sexy. Oh, officer, arrest me, arrest me. That's that's handcuff me, that's sexy. Okay, um, maybe. But this time was very particular where two young men came in, they were Spanish speakers was their primary Mm. language. And one friend tells the other by pointing at me and sort of trying to bring me into their little scene too, gesturing that I should arrest him and whatever. And he says, oh, it's la migra, which means, uh, which is ice. This is essentially the the, the immigration police. And, and I mean, I, it's his fantasy, right? Clearly that was within the boundaries of what was acceptable between him and his friend. But it really gave me pause because in the mid 2010s, you know, the border patrol in the U.S. was uh, mm. was truly committing atrocities and is still yeah. committing atrocities now. And it really made me uncomfortable to think that uh, the the oppressive nature of law enforcement has made its way into the fantasy land of people that it's really hurting and oppressing. And so that that really made me reconsider what I was wearing and what message I was sending, even if in this instance it was well received by these two people. There are other people out there who are not thinking very highly of La Migra. And so mm. that, that, was, that was a turning point for me. And I do think that more people, I just had this experience at, at our local bar, The Eagle, a friend of mine met me and he wasn't dressed the way he said he was going to dress. And I said, why are you dressing in that? And he goes, well, I was going to wear my CHP inspired leather outfit. Yeah but I wasn't sure that that would be okay. He took a pause and he, he said, I just decided maybe this wasn't the time to wear that. So I think a lot of people are going through that right now, reconsidering, mm-hmm. yeah, it's my, fet- it's my fetish, it's my turn on, I like it, but I'm gonna put a slight pause on wearing it in certain public venues until maybe the community comes to a different decision or collectively, I don't know. I think a lot of people are going through that right now. Yeah, they are. Well, you know, I, I just just looking at you, and I said earlier, I look at you, you look great in this. I won't take it off you and fuck you. But, <laughs> you know, maybe after the show. But, you know, there's a part of it where we're assuming that it always has to do with a power dynamic. It could be just that you look good like this, or it fits you well, that fits you well. It wouldn't even occur to me that that's inspired by a uh, police uniform. I just think you look really hot in that because it fits. Sure, yeah. sure. And so I was, you You referred to the German uniform, which we can't say on YouTube right. or will be deplatformed. So let's just call it uh, the nasty uniform. 
I know there's a subsect of the leather community that does play with that. Is that going too far when they do the nasty uniform? Ooh, I think in public, yes. I'm sorry. In public, yeah. yes, because the atrocities and the genocide that happened with that particular uniform is very specific to a group of people. Right. It may not be triggering for me. Oh, there's that word again. Traumatizing for me. <laughs> but if if someone were wearing a big white sheet, I might react differently to that. Right. Right. You know, one thing happened to me years ago where I, when Disney World first opened, I had to go to a conference there and stayed at the Grand Floridian. And I don't know if you know this, but at the beginning, they had it as a plantation. Oh. And the people who cleaned your room and everything, they showed up. And I was like, I can't stay. What are... And I went to the front desk. They were like, no, sir, this is... We're just re um, reminiscent of a southern plantation. I said, I get that. <laughs> <laughs> and, <laughs> you were being subtle. <laughs> yeah, I got it. And so, do you know what I mean? Like, mm. that, I agree. Because that, to me, that is focused on one group. And horrific. Mm -hmm. For me, the nasties attacked us first. Mm -hmm. Queers and immigrants, gypsies. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I think what you said, and I think now is the time just not to do it, whatever's going on in the world. But I just think we have to be conscious of this self-censorship. Because, you know, even people I worked with thought I was nuts. They were like, what do you think deal? I, I will not condemn any fantasy done in private consensually. Mm -hmm. I just won't, no matter what it is. I do not think this is the time and maybe right, it yeah. never will be the time for the nasties to be generally in public in garb without offending a whole bunch of us. Do you think that people that really push for it and fight back against that um, are just trying to push buttons um, or just trying to be controversial no you go for it. I think I think it's probably two camps I think there are people who are fighting for the ability for us to always have whatever fetish we want and not be censored because sexuality should not be censored right. I think there's that camp then I think there's a camp of which I've met a few who are there to punch buttons they're yeah. there to they're there to trigger Mm -hmm. They literally intentionally want to do that. I'm going to poke that bear and keep yep. doing it. Mm -hmm. I think they're the minority. I think the most people that are advocating for wearing whatever you want, whenever, are people who simply want to stand up for everyone's fetish deserves to be respected and sexuality should not be censored. But, but when you think about certain groups, they're growing again now. So, you know, the groups that may wear a big sheet or may have... They're um, wearing khaki pants now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, so my point is, I would much rather see them in a big white sheet because then I could say, oh, there you are. Mm -hmm. I always knew you were here. Right. But if they walk in again, like the, the nurse just dressed in street clothes, then I don't know they're there. I want to see them. I want to know that they're visible. Sure. I like mm. that. Yeah. I agree. So you mentioned earlier, and it, it, it sparked something in my head. You said it was okay in the infinity spaces, uh, affinity spaces to wear what you want. But how do you know who's in those groups that 
aren't going to have an issue with it. Um, like if, if you had a leather function and you said cop uniforms are okay, how do you know there's not one or two people that are going to not be okay? I think in the invitation and in speaking to people, that's when you find out you have the conversations with people beforehand. So no one walks in and is shocked or disappointed. So you know beforehand, like, this, this will be okay. So I will make my choice on whether I will go or not. Okay. Interesting. But I think that we are in an era where we would be much more conscious about the description of that invitation than we once right. were. Mm -hmm. I would have once upon a time said, yeah, wear your uniforms, your gear, whatever. And I might have left it at that. Mm -hmm. I might now say, by the way, this is a party for any uniform fetish that anyone might have. If any type of uniform is problematic for you, this might not be the party for you. Yeah. Well, and that way they can select out. So, yeah. But looking at that, are all uniforms okay? You, I would think, um, I don't know if I would say uniforms are okay except for these, but I know people who would come to my party and I know that they wouldn't wear certain types yeah. of uniforms. Oh, okay, yeah. Mm -hmm. But that's you. Right. You're, that's very specific. But if you were having a party, wouldn't you know who was coming and, and what type of things they may or may, may not wear? If it's a private party with a private invite list, but if you're having a party and it's, got an event page up on and you just right. have invited people like to, they might be thing. inviting yeah, a few yeah, other yeah, people right. mm -hmm. i think the description needs to be very specific, very specific. about what's going to be there mm -hmm. yeah. yeah you know one of the things and, and i am not one about social media everybody who's watched these knows this and so <laughs> made me get on twitter Lies. wait wait Lies. so i'm on twitter now for less than a year and i'll tell you something that i notice i'm very political however what's the safe for did this fantastic episode of intersectionality and intersectionality is a big thing in medicine. You know, you're dealing with somebody who has cancer and they might be Muslim or they might be Catholic, so they can't do, or they might be Scientologist or Christian science, and, and you're taught all that. The What's the Safe Word really dug into it and showed it. When I see some people talk about it on the internet, they know the definition, and then they start blathering on, like, oh, this is poor, it's about intersectionality, and it's not. And I think the superficiality on the internet where people can get sound bites and definitions are the ones who, are you really triggered? Or did you read somewhere you should be triggered? And I do think we're living through that now. I love Twitter for the fact that politically you can get some things going and I've had some interesting conversations. But I think the downside to that is this level of superficiality about concepts or conceptual frameworks versus a definition. So anybody about intersectionality, watch the What's the Safe Word episode. It's excellent. Can I bring one other thing up that I think really matters? Um, it's true. I'm an old guy. I'm not going to allude to anyone else here being older. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I think me seeing uniforms as a 68-year-old leatherman and knowing the history of where they came from in our scene is a very different perspective than a 25-year-old yeah. coming out as a kingster now seeing it. Yep. They don't necessarily have the context of that past history. They don't. So they may see it more literally. Oh, they do. And therefore take more offense. And it's understandable. And, yeah. And that's why lots of older kingsters are like, what is this? Don't We've been doing this for years. Why is this? When was the lightning rod moment, you think, especially for police uniforms? When do you think that came about? 
I think it depends on the group you're talking to. For me and people of color, and especially black people in my generation, Rodney King did a lot because we had been screaming that this has been going on for centuries, you know? And suddenly white people see this and they go, Oh, that's what they're talking that's about, you know, so. Well, that's why I'm like, when was this lightning rod moment? Yeah. As this, this white guy. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, there it is. We yeah. told you this was happening. There's your police brutality yeah. right there. And then it just got worse and worse and worse from there. Because we can see it now. Because we can everyone see can see it now. Yes, everyone can see it now. I don't know that it's gotten worse and worse. I just think oh, that sure. now people can see it. And, mm -hmm. and you mm -hmm. know, thank goodness we have smartphones yeah. now. Yeah. Because so many things we see that we did not know went on before, or we were told, but you don't see it as much. Now we see it. Now we see it. And mm -hmm. therefore, I think we have a kind of understanding of it that we never did before. And I, I want to say, and I agree with you totally, and I think now we do have to be sensitive until we get past this arc. But when you were saying you go in a bar and you see somebody and that you're like, well, you know, I'm triggered by all these things. In one of our first episodes, why don't these folks who are triggered go up and talk to these people? They're in the bar. Say we're standing there like this, and somebody's like, wow, this really bums me out. What are you guys doing? And you say, you know, for me, it's co-opting it and telling them, fuck you. You know, looks do not mean that you have power over me. I just think if we open up that dialogue, it's what worries me about self-censorship, that people aren't doing that. They're leaping to these abstract thoughts that they didn't experience themselves. We're old enough, we experienced it. I don't think we're, except for Tib, I don't know that we're qualified to even make decisions on what is a law enforcement uniform, <laughs> what is a ranger uniform. Like, I, I looked at this one and I thought, Okay, he's a Mountie. Me too. <laughs> no. It's the hat, you know? So I can't even really decide on what is a military uniform and what's a law yeah. enforcement uniform. It's just a uniform. And for me, seeing the younger generation uh, fly with its own wings now, you know, we've talked on the show here about, you know, there's more color than ever, no black leather. Now it's red, blue, yellow, white, yeah. you know, all sorts there of colors. Are. There are superhero meetups and other cosplays being introduced into our scene. There's different ways to dress up. The, the notion of the uniform, the fetish uniform, is expanding greatly. And I think that uh, uh, certainly, like, I like the law enforcement uniform because that's where I came from and... and yeah. Whether I personally have had a journey with it to be more nuanced about my approach is just my own. But there are plenty of choices for uniforms, right? You're wearing an EMT uniform. I don't think anyone has any aspersions to cast against sort of firefighters. You know, they, they run into burning buildings and they save lives. And, they save, and, yeah. and nurses and, and, uh, and uniforms of the USP, the, the, the Postal Service guy or the UPS guy, right? They, they're, they're sexy too, right? There are plenty of blue collar uniforms and service uniforms that, that to choose from. Mm -hmm. And I, I don't feel compelled to have to ask myself too much whether I like the particular nuance of my law enforcement uniform when there are just so many other uniforms to choose from. Okay. So, so is that what we're coming to a consensus is we're just putting a pause on wearing publicly law enforcement uniforms? Who's we? The leather community. Okay. Are, are we suggesting that right mm. now? Well, I, I suggest that to my friends, but this leads me to a question for Tib. So... The police presence in the United States mm -hmm. is extremely problematic. Mm -hmm. yeah. We know that. 
is the perception that in Europe, the police are as problematic, as big, and therefore, would a European police uniform? Could I wear an Italian uniform? I'm or, just curious. Or, I, or, I, that would be and I don't Spanish. Know. Oh, have you hell. seen the Spanish Legion uniform? Yes. Oh, yes. oh my God. But, so but, but there aren't people who look good in oh, those yeah. uniforms. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I feel like it'll make me look good. Yeah. <laughs> but would that, would that be, and this is for discussion and, and particularly mm -hmm. to you, do you think that might be more acceptable than an American police uniform? I, I think so. I mean, and, and uh, this is just my personal opinion, but certainly the 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 average level of police brutality as a cohort, you know, obviously there are abuses everywhere. Police brutality is everywhere. And Europe is having a more difficult time than the U.S. and to a lesser extent Canada discussing openly its history of police brutality. It is still hidden and phone cameras are doing a great job of yeah. bringing that out into the spotlight. So it's not because you don't hear about it in, in Europe that it's not happening. It's just that there are also guns everywhere in America. Uh, yeah, police officers yeah, yeah. in England, Germany, France, Italy are not necessarily equipped uh, with lethal force all the time, right? Yeah. Any police officer you encounter at a traffic stop here has lethal force in several forms at their belt. And in Europe, not so much, right? French cops, German cops, like they don't necessarily have right. guns in the first they place. They have, to, they have to call the guns if there's a, a very tragic situation happening, then they need to specially call in someone who does have a gun. They don't all have guns. Anyway, where I was going with this is I think that the general level of not being armed to the teeth and slightly better outcomes in terms of police brutality with the British Bobby, the French gendarme, the Italian Carabinieri, right, uh, is, is, is more palatable. They're more exotic to us here in North America because we don't see those uniforms as often. Um, and, and I think that they're not associated with that as visceral reaction. So I, you know, certainly the French gendarme uh, gets me because that's where I grew up. The uh, the Italian Carabinieri with their blue and white, their white yeah. belting is really sexy right. and really cool. So yeah, I think that that could that could work. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So I guess one of my questions, as in kind of an old guard leatherman who has lots of leather and uniforms, like during COVID, uh, John Ponce, who competed in 1992 IML, wore this. I'm gonna have Samson bring it in really quick. Uh, this California Highway Patrol uniform, he had a custom made for him. It smells amazing. Um, I've never been able to wear it because I got it a year and a half ago. Do you think there's ever going to be a time something like this is going to be okay to wear out in public? But it says California Highway Patrol on yeah. it. It's, so I can't do it in California. You can't do it in California. Right. <laughs> and why is that? Because it says California Highway Patrol and the law in is... In public. Yes. yes. Yeah. Um, but it's leather. I know. And how many it's... California Highway Patrol will wear that, what is that, beige leather? And it's got a long history to it. It's been handed down. Um, and I know lots of leather men who have this like love connection with their leather. Um, and this has got to be really, really hard for them. I'm going to give this back to Samson. It smells so good, just like my Leather Daddy skincare. It just goes perfectly. Today's sponsor, Leather Daddy skincare. <laughs> So Leather Daddy Skin Company is a plant-based skincare line with a kinky twist. Leather, scotch, vanilla, and 18 erotic spices are bound to get the blood flowing, getting you ready to dominate your day. 
it. If you use offer code OnGuard, you'll get 10% off your order. So thank you very much, Leather Daddy Skin Co. Well, th I think that's been a good discussion. Um, I actually want to, I've asked each of you to send me pictures of guys in uniform, and I want to do a new segment called Hot or Not. And our little cigar boy is going to bring in our iPad, and we're going to take a look. Are we saying it. hot or not? So the intention is we're going to discuss each of one of these photos, tell us if it's hot, not, problematic, uh, what you think of them. So the first one is... Hot. <laughs> CHP. We started with CHP. You think it's hot? I do. Not an issue for me. I like it. I think that's a range. I think that's a Rangers uniform. <laughs> oh, is that a Rangers uniform? What is this? Yeah, I think it looks like Rangers. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe some sheriff's department somewhere. Yeah. I personally think it's hot. I, you know, I don't think it's hot because a, I, the 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 cotton fabric doesn't do it for me. Mm. It just that 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 combination doesn't work for me. Yeah. I don't know why. Um, now if they had brown pants on, maybe. But they're gonna take it off. Yeah. You, you are all about the nakedness. <laughs> We're talking uniforms. It's but they the look presence. great standing there, and then they're going to take it off, and then you're going to have great sex. Okay, how about this one? Uh, I can't Basically see. what Graylin's wearing. Uh, I happen to really, really like overalls, generally. They, yeah. they, they always have a blue-collar vibe to me, so mm -hmm. I like them. Um, I still have. You can't see his ass. Usually a jumpsuit like this gives you a really good... Mm -hmm. Crack. Yeah, flight suits, easy to take off, looks good on you. Yeah. I think they're great. Great. <laughs> yeah, not my for me, but I think it's very practical. Uh, beekeeper. Um, I have never eroticized a beekeeper in yeah. my life, so I it's not hot to me. I mean, it's very monkeypox safe. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Wow, that's right. I don't find it safe. I don't that. know if we <laughs> can say that. He's collecting honey. He's collecting honey. So let me ask a question. Yeah. Does the person inside the uniform make a difference? Because again, that guy is really kind of hot. Yeah. I think the person in any outfit yeah. makes the difference. Yeah. Um, but does the uniform turn you on? It doesn't, although the padded knees are doing Although, something. let me interject that I bet there are people for whom the fetish is so strong around the uniform that it is 99% the uniform and a little less mm -hmm. about who's in it. Yeah. I'm not that person. I think that for some uniform fetishes, that's absolutely the case, right? For And, and you are currently uh, having some people jerk off vigorously to this. Okay, <laughs> if, you were to, if you were to give that a, a grading, what would you give it? Between one and ten? Yeah, I give it a like, three. Yeah. I would give it like a three. B. Mm. A B. Oh, oh, no. No. Don't, nobody uh, laugh at him. No, we're not. We're gonna cut that one out. <laughs> you know, hot or not? not? Not for me. Explain what it. You, you guys, you guys got like a cheerleader outfit. I think it's a uh, Cirque du Soleil that the guy from Queer as Eye is wearing. Let me see. I'm not sure. It looks like. Oh. <laughs> Or is that from? Yeah, it does nothing for me. Does nothing, nothing. for me. I run from that. You run. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a video game character. Yeah, I, I'm I'm into this because Are I you? like video games and superheroes as well. That's a slightly See, different topic. But. And that's something I don't get. The superhero cosplay. Thing. That's actually that's a J-pop. That that is a J-pop artist right there, who who generally dresses up in schoolgirl uh, Japanese pop music. What's K-pop? Oh. Korean. And pop music. What's L pop? 
I don't know. Latvian, <laughs> Latvian, Lithuanian, Lithuanian. Just really quickly, I was at MAL. They had the first big superhero meetup. I covered it as a journalist for a newspaper, and I went down to the lobby and saw 150, 200 guys in their cosplay outfits. It was hot as fuck. Was it? Yes. I be it was hot as fuck, and it's not normally my thing. See, now, I, now, what, is that because they look good in their cosplay outfits? Mm, it, it certainly doesn't hurt. It that certainly didn't Spand, hurt. a yeah. lot of spandex in the cosplays. Oh, yeah. oh is there? I mean, oh, we, yeah. we know People Justin Hall, good. and he could wear anything, and we would say that's hot. Mm -hmm. I and think that's what makes uniforms hot is the form fittingness of them too. Mm, it certainly yeah. doesn't hurt. Well, I, I gotta say, what's sexy about this? Look at his thighs. I think that the advantage of superhero slash cosplay, I mean, you know, comic books, movies, you know, whatever universes, is that even the villains are fictional villains. You can feel good about the fictional villain versus the real villains of society, like, oh, you know, no, yeah. police brutality or imperialistic militaries and whatever, right? But if you see uh, a villain from a comic book, well, you can rationalize that that's not a real person. It's not really hurting any real people. That is a Makes great sense. point. Okay, okay. wait, so hot or not on the, the bearded bear? Uh, yeah, we got another uh, one. I'm, oh, no, I'm, uh, I'm neutral. <laughs> I, I don't dislike but I, it doesn't turn me on it's not for me. it yeah. doesn't turn me on sexually speaking yeah. but i think it's fun it turns but me on because it's fun but if i saw him in a bar i would go you go good for you yeah you go you go that's girl. good okay. yeah. you go. what about the classic alcatraz prison mm -hmm. uniform okay. not hot to prison me. doesn't it see i doesn't work for me love that do you oh no. yeah it's, it's the whole bad boy it is but sort of what, well, i've that. never liked this look because Horizontal stripes, A, not flattering, <laughs> B, baggy as fuck. That's the gayest thing see. you've ever said. But, 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 okay, do you remember like the TV show Oz? Yes. Okay, so if I saw Chris Maloney walk in today dressed like that, again, I want to get that off of him really fast. Maybe But shirtless. it's the whole, yeah. but it's the whole like bad boy in prison. Yeah, now I like the prisoner thing. Now the guy that you were talking to at the Gay Day Parade, Remember, he was a prisoner thing. No that turned me on because it was ragged and it was used and it looked like mm -hmm. when he really was in prison. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, this looks, this looks very Halloween-y. Well, well, it, well, it is, it is, yeah. it is. All right, oh God. Oh, wow. I know who gave this picture. <laughs> This would what be what is that? That's what Puff is wearing right now. Yeah, this is that's from the yeah, Triple Hot. Uh, so hot, hot or not, Graylin? Hot, 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 hot or not, Graylin? Hot or not, Graylin? Everybody hot at once. Hot, hot, hot. You. Yeah. It depends on who's wearing it. And if they didn't okay. it. Okay, that's not the point of the game. And honestly, because Amp's wearing it, yes, it's hot. Oh, thank you. Hot. Thank you. Isn't there an ice cream shop that wears stuff like that? That's, the, that's, yeah, that's what that's it is. The, that's the, yeah. Oh, it's, it's yeah. the sailor uniform of the ice cream shop. See, I'd just be yeah. like, make me a milkshake. <laughs> my, my, my milkshake brings all the boys to the yard. See, uh, what do we think about priest? I again, I love it because I want to fuck him. Just, just the idea of ripping that off of him, brutalizing him, and saying, you know, I'm fucking you, Jesus. As a recovering Catholic, I think me that too. I would, if if anything, it would be, you know, this is the grudge yeah. fuck thing. Mm -hmm. um, but it doesn't in and of itself turn me out. Do you remember the Thornbirds? Yes. Mm -hmm. Oh, with Richard one. Chamberlain. Yeah. Everybody was beaten up to him. I look at that and think, you're definitely not going to have your wallet when you're done with those two. <laughs> <laughs>
Why? Because they're going to rip you off? Right. <laughs> One way or another. Grifters. grifters. <laughs> to me, I was raised Catholic. I went to all Catholic schools, including Catholic University. I went to Catholic school also. So you know. And I wasn't even Catholic. All right. Oh, what if you Love got it. this hot pack? Love it. Love it. Yeah, this is great. I, yeah, I'd say come on in. It's Love the it. man. Is it the uniform it's or the, the man? man. Come on. Listen, no, it's the uniform. And I did have yeah. sex in the back of a UPS truck. You could be in a pizza delivery ago, uniform and, a truck, and you love and a, it. Not a truck, a roadside rest stop. Yeah. I think UPS and delivery driver I think uniforms FedEx are sexy. is a sexier uniform All than UPS. Are. It's just the brown drab color. Again, I, I, there's my gay card yeah. coming out. I like I both. FedEx is sexier than They are. UPS. How's this package though? It's, it's package. great. It's, it's very nice. And package. I like the shorts. Well, now UPS won't be our sponsor. <laughs> See, I like the, I like the brown. All right. No, not for yeah, me. I think I, I know this it. one. It's, this is Pikachu, right? Is it? It is. Oh, yeah. How do you even get that off in the fuck? You, you only care if you're getting it off. Some people are into plushies and whatnot. Yeah, they are. But is what? there a hole in it? What? Right there. Look. Right there. Yeah. So oh. this does nothing for me, me personally, neither. but I would also look yeah. at that person and say, you go. Me too. <laughs> I mean, Come on in. That, so we know yeah. you're, you're not hot as you go. Wait, pretty much. You go. Yeah. Not for somebody else. <laughs> what is sexual about that for me? Nothing. Yeah. And there's no. a lot of them. And there's it, a whole it looks line. like a kid's toy to me. It does. It's just mm -hmm. not sexy to me. Yeah. All right. So we're saying not. All right. Love it. Fire Love it. Of course. Oh, oh I, I. Yeah, that's like one of my main And every time things. I see an yep. ad for firefighter calendars, I am clicking on that and looking. And there's them. obviously a reason there's firefighter cal calendars. I think that's a universal trope mm -hmm. that firefighters are hot. They save people. They, <laughs> but, but they have to be in shape they also. That's true. You know, they, they have, have to, to climb to ladders. They have to rush in. Yep. They are, and they but don't give me mouth to mouth to either, or they just have donut shops. Not so much, but. Firefighters of all the uniforms that gay men, yeah. kicky gay men have co-opted, firefighters is probably my favorite. In this photo mm -hmm. is of gay guys who are in a parade and stop to get a... No, picture. I don't think they, they are. Don't? No. <laughs> they're, they're, no, I think they're the real thing. They're, 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 they're the real thing. Yeah. <laughs> all right. All right, now what I... Is, what about like a... Oh, this is a, a period. Civil War I kind of like it. No, it's... I kind of like it. I, I like it. Is that a plantation in the no, back? No, it isn't. It's Fr It's actually like, isn't it like French in the 1800s? I, I don't recognize... This is more like aristocrats. I, like I don't think Bridgerton. this is American. Yeah, it's yeah. like... It's Bridgerton. That's it's Bridgerton. Yeah. So, yeah. But, but look at the front. It, it, they look like they have on diapers. How about 70s baseball uniforms? Yeah, yeah. sure. Sports uniforms in general. I, I just sexy. went to a baseball game for the first time in a very, and I, it was softcore porn to me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they I loved it, but their uniforms were better than yeah, that. This, this, yeah, this, this is those back in the 70s. Yeah, this this was a bad one. Right? Mm -hmm. Okay, so we don't like this particular one, sure. but we like baseball. Sports. 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 All right. All right, for me, I had to wear a suit to work every day, so I find them very sexy. Same here. Me too. Although I thought this was Trump for a second. No. <laughs> this, this is someone famous. I sent this picture this? in on purpose. Do you oh. recognize this famous pilot? No. Oh, my God. It's, it's the guy who... Um, Sully? Is it Sully Sullivan? No. no. This is Willem Alexander, the king of the Netherlands. Yeah. Who? He has been a pilot in secret for over 25 years. Wow. He was a cargo pilot and has been a KLM pilot yeah, for 20-some 20, 20 years. And, but it was secret because they didn't want too much attention on it, and it's his hobby. 
Wow. Right? So that's, that's why cool. I thought that was kind of cool. But that is. yeah, uniforms yeah. that involve business dress, I think, are somewhat uncontroversial. And uh, I think the Eagle has had several business suit meetups oh, on they? and off. And they have been terrific because I think that I love there's that. really. And there, there's actually um, somebody who is planning right now a suit fetish party mm -hmm. at, I believe, the Eagle. So oh, it's wait. actually in the works. Hopefully yep. it'll happen. And <laughs> yeah. So let me let me ask a question. And this is not just to be controversial, but just to throw this out there. Yeah. Are business suits, are they elitist? They are. And they're yep. an acronym. They're going away. You know, when you show up now to work in, a, like I have to say, I wore a suit for the last 40 years. Mm -hmm. In my last job, where I was actually a, a higher administrator, it was the first time I was the only one in the room with a suit on because everybody has started to dress down. So it was also, you know, like generational. Mm -hmm. But I do think they're elitist. I think mm -hmm. it comes to that, like those costumes that of aristocracy, I think they were a power thing mm -hmm. over employees. Mm -hmm. I do. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Like I signed your paycheck. It's exactly like, what it is. But I have done scenes in full three-piece suits. Mm -hmm. I like suits. And and to me they're and when I had to wear a three-piece suit, which I did for many years, years yeah. in my profession, it wasn't as hot. The moment I didn't have to wear it, but I could put it on as fetish garb, mm -hmm. then it became hot. Yeah. Yeah. I just did a scene with the other person in a suit and luckily he had clipped the back of it so i could just rip the pants <laughs> there off you the go back, with the you know you and the ripping off of things but but that was part of it it's like he walked in in the suit i turned him around and i ripped the back out of it i like doing suit play because you can take their necktie and use it mm. as a restraint Mm -hmm. I was so I oh, I was thinking choke them for breath. Well, sure. And a little tip for those that want to do suit fetish scenes, go to a secondhand store, buy yeah. yourself, a, yourself a cheap yep. suit. You can do whatever the fuck you want to it. And it's maybe cost you 30 bucks. Yeah, but now I have all these suits I don't have to wear. So I'll put a rip down the back. <laughs> can I just tell you, you just one, one little funny <laughs> one though? Um, I did a scene where I was in a zoot suit, a oh, yellow wow. zoot suit, because yeah. every black person has a zoot suit. And is that a it, fact? <laughs> kind of. And so um, the person I was doing the scene with did a stripper show for me where he came in dressed as a stripper and just took things off. And I just sat there in my suit smoking a cigar. Wow. And, that's and that was really, that's it was really, that's really that's hot. That has a lot of stuff in it that I like stripped. to unpack. <laughs> so. Yeah. All right. The next one is blatant pandering and probably the only time hot. This is now this I'll to ever me be able to wear this. Is hot. Oh, that's that is the hottest by far. That is it. Thank you. I don't know. The hottest by far. I, 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 I don't know. I'm kind of thinking amps is just a slight you think chips ahoy is than chips. Oh yeah. Yeah. Chips ahoy is that better than chips. <laughs> And honestly, I'd hate to see this leave our culture totally out of our bars and stuff. It's not the time now. It's not. Okay. But it's hot. So someday I may be able to wear it. Maybe. All right. Love it. I think that is so fucking hot. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I don't know what it is. It's a Who revolutionary is war, is isn't it? I'm not even sure what it is. I, I don't think, think it's hot. I don't think that this is not America. This, no, yeah. This. It, I'm not sure which one exactly, but that strikes me as... Sort of European revolutionary, yeah. perhaps. Yeah, it's it's very Napoleon. ceremonial, right? Yeah. Like, mm -hmm. I, I think it. it's hot. But I, I think mean, it's sexy. It's I mean, cool. Those white 
I'm kind of a knot. It's very, you don't like the tightness of it. And white pants accentuates the bulge. And those, the boots up to the like painters. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, the boots. Hello. Oh, I those aren't boots. Those oh, are but like, they're they're, they're legs. You know what I think it is? Floor. I think he's too. Next. I think they're too clean. I like clean. I like I like a little. I like, dirt you like to get them dirty. You yes. can get them dirty and then. You know. Yeah, he looks like he would cry. <laughs> okay. Ha! This is <laughs> Spanish uh, legion. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. Hands down. Oh, totally. Yeah. Yeah. Are those models? Oh. Really no, those are real. Look at the crunches. Yeah. They That's those just pants. ridiculous. Who, yeah. who designed these official uniforms? Nasty Pig? Yeah. <laughs> and, 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 and where do they get their police? Uh, well, like they're they're they're. I, I want I want to yeah. be the hiring manager for that. <laughs> yeah. I want to be the tailor. It's like <laughs> here, put this on. <laughs> the one thing I really like about it is how the chin strap. Yeah, because you have a strap on your hat, like you're putting but I put it back. behind me. Yeah, yeah. Right. But how it just comes under their lip, yeah. it kind of looks like a bridle to me. Mm. Yeah. But, like, but look how... Look at that. Look at, look at how... Look how you could rip off all their clothes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, I would yeah, just the, suck the that off. I would suck that off dressed that okay, way. Okay, next uniform. Oh, we, next uniform. Oh, we can't say suck off? We love that. Yes, you can. <laughs> okay. But you know, look at how there are these low-rise... It sits rise, me all the time. There are low-rise <laughs> pants that's done on purpose. They want them to look sexy. Yeah. They want people to... Fact, when you obey no someone who's sexy... No. They can't You're much more compliant. Oh, yeah. Oh, I was going to say, do you think there's more power oh, in that? Because yeah. they're sexy and people oh, are yes. up to oh, it. Oh, yeah. You're coming with me. Yes, sir. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right, so I think this one wins. wins. Okay. okay. Our final one. <laughs> yeah, not for me. No. <laughs> yeah. I don't even know what that is. Mm. If I, I saw that in a dark room, I'd be a little disturbed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of a Chucky movie, right? No, I think Amp threw this into our it's file. It's a uniform. Is what it? is it? It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a Freddy Fazbear suit. A what? What is it? Freddy Fazbear. Think uh, Chucky Cheeses, but a horror movie. Oh, okay. See, it okay. is a so, chucky thing. So See? I want to I go I'm back. Chucky. You don't have to show the picture, but I want to go back to the whole athletes in uniform mm. thing. Because when you think of wrestlers in singlets, oh, that's yeah. a uniform. Oh, yeah. mm -hmm. And then look Gym at the gymnastics yeah. team. Oh, my God. And in their uniforms, the ah. swimmers. Mm -hmm. Divers. Divers. But yeah. that's, is that a uniform? It's of just course a it's a uniform. Speed fabric. skaters. Oh, yeah. with oh, yeah. ass. Oh, and my God. The The water polo team. Team. Australian yeah. rugby. Best. Just, oh my That's, god. That is so Australian rules uh, yes. football. What about those? I watch that. Yeah. I watch that now. What about the Turkish oil wrestling? Okay. I'm going to call this one. You guys are uniformly out of order. It didn't make the cut. It didn't make the cut. All right, all right, all right. Not that we look at uniform people online. Yeah. <laughs> sure. <laughs> well, I think this is a really, really good discussion. Thank you, Tib. Thank you so much. Oh, yes, thank you so much. It's been a great time. Is it over? Knowledge. I think so, unless you have more. I don't know. <laughs> you just want to look at hot guys that you can yeah, rip their, rip their clothes off. Figure oh, out more. We have to get you zippers. <laughs> Has his uniform getting lower and lower? Raylan, I swear to God. Get the, you do, you do. Just do the closing, do the closing. All right, all right. If you
you want to see more episodes that get out of hand like this one, please subscribe to our channel below. If you have comments, if you feel like you have something that you want to add to this conversation, uh, I just pulled a Graylin. Uh -huh. uh, please, please leave the comment down below. And if you like ringing bells, ring that bell down below. Um, we also have merch on safewordshop.com. Please go check that out. And thank you guys. Another lively great. discussion. <laughs> well, thank you. You know, your thank knowledge you off the top of your head was yeah. oh, well, yes. incredible. Yeah, Happy to share. Fantastic guest. Thank you. Yeah. And we will see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.